0: Happy Wednesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri and every single day it feels like we've got somebody new behind the Mac and today we have the one, the only, the Emma Clark. Emma, it's been a minute since we've had you push buttons for this show. It's been since I think I wasn't... Intern, Gosh. I think if I'm if I'm speaking correctly, I think the last time I've ran a full show for you, top to bottom, was when I was an intern and it was a post game show for football That's or basketball. That's so crazy. That is beyond wild. And it's kind of ironic since today's your last day in the office. We'll I get you behind know. the Mac pushing buttons, even just for a little bit, even just for a little bit on this show. I will absolutely take it. What's up, everybody? If you are new to this program, we're gonna be talking. Arizona State basketball for the entirety of the show. So go ahead, buckle up. We're going to be taking a look at a couple Arizona State Sun Devils who are trending in the right direction ahead of ASU's first game of the season, which, check your calendars, we are 14 days away from Arizona State starting off the season on November 8th against Mississippi State. It is certainly going to be a lot of fun. Look, the offseason has been a lot for Bobby Hurley and company, whether that be losing guys in the portal like Devin Cambridge, DJ Horn, others, whether it was Des Cambridge, who ran out of eligibility. And then on the flip side of that coin, losing both freshmen last year in Austin Nunez and then Duke Brennan as well. But Bobby Hurley and company took it on the chin and they added some pieces in the portal as well. Zane Meeks, Kamari Lance, Bryant Celebungay, uh, just to name a few, not to mention they got themselves a couple of stout freshmen as well in Akeel Watson and Braylon Green. So we are going to be doing a little bit of a roster breakdown here. So I do want to kick things off talking about the starting five or at least the starting five that I think are going to be rolling out there for Arizona State in the next 14 days. So this is what I've got. I've got Frankie Collins starting at the point, okay? So Frankie Collins being the one. Jose Perez, I know he hasn't been a Sun Devil for long, and I know he's coming uh, off a season in which he didn't really play, but I still like what Jose Perez brings to this team simply in terms of Uh, experience, right? And now I think this is a little bit different than what maybe people were hoping for moving forward just because it doesn't sound like Adam Miller, Ace Wolf is going to be getting his NCAA waiver approved. So he will have to sit out this season, which leads me to believe that Jose Perez, who has a lot of experience, didn't play again last year over at West Virginia, but the year before playing at Manhattan. Uh, And then at the three, I've got Jemiah Neal, a guy that we've seen Really start to blossom as an Arizona State Sun Devil, right? And I think there are pretty high expectations for Jamiah this year, just based off of the fact that he was a big part of ASU's little tournament run that they had going there. Uh, several games in the Pac 12 tournament, in which he looked like one of the best scorers out there, and then also in the NCAA tournament as well. A guy in Jamaya who's Averaging pretty much last season just under five points a game, just under three rebounds a game, uh, and about one and a half assists per game. The big thing that I want to see from Jamiah moving forward is last year he averaged just about four shots a game. Now, looking at ASU's team last year, it's easy to see where the shots were going, right? Des Cambridge and DJ Horn really did own the ball. It was an offense that, although Frankie was the point, it was Dez and DJ's offense through and through. Jemiah came in, his four shots coming off the bench usually. This year going forward, I fully expect that load to increase, whether that be eight to 10 shots a game, 12 to 14 shots a game. Jemiah Neal is certainly going to have. His hands full with an opportunity to lead this Arizona State team, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. What he does from a defensive perspective I think is pretty impressive, just as Frankie Collins and some of the other players on this roster. But really and truly, we'll get to it later, but Jemiah Neal is going to be the key to Arizona State success in this season because they don't have a Dez Cambridge anymore. They don't have a DJ Horn anymore anymore looking at years past they don't have Amari and Jackson anymore right they don't have guys going into the season that you fully expect to be that scoring guy Jemiah has to be that guy moving forward because in returners like Frankie Collins he's not necessarily a shooting point guard Alonzo Gaffney he's returning but let's be real he's not a guy that's going to be out there averaging 15 to 20 points a game Jamiah Neal is going to be the bread and butter for ASU fans this season, so. You may like it, you may not, but Jemiah Neal has the keys to the car and we'll see what he can do and where he is going to lead this ASU team this season. Getting back to the last two spots that we have in that Arizona State starting five, I've got Kamari Lance starting at the 4 for Arizona State. A transfer over from Louisville. Kamari Lands in the secret scrimmage against San Diego State reportedly put up 18 points, which is, I'll be real, I was not expecting to hear that Kamari Lands was out there scoring like that. So if he is able to contribute, whether that be from a starting five perspective or from a bench perspective, this is going to be huge. I can't remember the last time ASU had a four that was out there dishing nearly 20 points a game. That's going to be a massive piece to this ASU roster and we know that this is a big roster right I know I've got three guards listed in that starting five but you look at this roster through and through there is a bunch of six seven through six ten guys that could surely play the three ASU could play a big big starting five and they could opt to roll out um, three forwards in a center and one guard, I don't necessarily think that's what they'll end up rolling with just because I think they really want Frankie and Jemiah out there just about at all times from a scoring perspective. But there are guys, Bryant Salabonga, Kamari Lands, Zane Meeks, again, all guys that are pretty much six, seven, six, eight, six, nine that you could see play on this roster. Alonzo Gaffney, another one, a big, big dude. And then Sean Phillips as well. I've got him rounding out the starting five for Bobby Hurley's squad this season. Sean Phillips Jr., man, this is, in terms of what he did last year from LSU, it wasn't a whole hell of a lot. But looking at the sheer size and athleticism of Sean Phillips Jr., seven feet tall, he is not anything like the seven-footers that Arizona State has had in the past. I know there are people that are probably uh, grimacing at the fact that Warren Washington was ASU's last seven-footer. And I think, you know, from a scoring uh, a scoring idea, he was capable of a lot more than he was actually doing for Arizona State, whether that be him, whether that be the offense, whether that be whatever, the little mystery box on the bench. It doesn't really matter. Warren Washington was a guy that was capable of giving this team 10-10 and 10 a game. That's not necessarily what he was averaging for the Sun Devils. But I think Sean Phillips Jr., I know from a stats perspective you look at what he did at LSU it's not a whole hell of a lot right average just a point per game last year two boards only really got up one shot per game played in 20 games last season but Sean Phillips Jr wasn't the star center that i think Arizona State fans are expecting him to be this season and i'll be real i don't know right there's a giant question mark with what Sean Phillips is going to be able to do for Bobby Hurley's squad I think having a little bit of optimism just because, again, while he is seven feet tall, he's not like the other seven-footers that we've seen in an ASU uniform. From a pure athletic standpoint, he is far more athletic than Warren Washington. He's more athletic than a guy like Ramello White. He's got the athleticism of Daquan Lake, in my personal opinion, a guy that is going to go up there. He is going to be dunking, so just be prepared. Just because Devin Cambridge isn't a Sun Devil anymore— doesn't mean that you're not going to be seeing Sun Devils slamming at home because Sean Phillips is certainly going to be that guy. And he's going to be your guy that's not necessarily going to be going light at the glass. Right. I think if you're an ASU basketball fan and you watched ASU U of A in years past, you're accustomed to seeing the bigs get bullied by Umar Balo and some of those Wildcats. Sean Phillips is not going to be that guy. I strongly believe that Sean Phillips is going to be a guy that tries to compete night in, night out with guys like Umar Balo, right? He's not going to just get shoved and pushed around. And I think there's a lot of people that see the numbers of what Sean Phillips has done throughout his career so far, and they're doubting him. They're doubting if he can really be that starting big for the Sun Devils. I'm here to tell you that I think he can absolutely be that Guys, so just to recap, my starting five, what we've got here. I've got Frankie Collins starting at the one. I've got Jose Perez at the two. That's fluid. That could certainly change. That is just based off of experience and the addition. I think Jose Perez probably is your plug-and-play two as it stands right now. I could be wrong. Jamiah Neal at the 3. Jemiah Neal, whether he is at the 2 or the 3, he will certainly be a starter this season. He is also destined to be the quote-unquote guy for the Sun Devils this year. I've got Kamari Lands at the 4. I didn't necessarily expect for him to be that starting 4 maybe when he was added to the roster. I think there's a guy like Bryant Celabungay who we'll get to here in just a little bit that could have certainly opted to take that spot. But based off of what I've heard and what I've seen, Kamari Lance uh, appears to be the real deal, both offensively and defensively. And then, like we just finished talking about, Sean Phillips is the five for me. There are, you know, potential opportunities for guys like Alonzo Gaffney, Bryant Salabungay to be those four and fives. And like I said, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But that is my starting five, if ASU basketball were to go out there right now. But lucky for you guys, they've still got two weeks, 14 days, till ASU tips off against Mississippi State. It's bound to be a lot of fun. And you know what else is a lot of fun? Taking OGs, doing it at home, hanging out, watching a movie, maybe enjoying the Diamondbacks postseason run with a nice good old OGs. However you opt to use it, guys, they have a million and five different Hall of Fame Flavors, okay. Red apple, watermelon, peach, blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle. The list goes on and on, and they all hit. I'm gonna be honest. I got a bag of sunny sativa at my house. Every couple days, I'll pop one for a good night's rest. And you guys can do it too. Check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com and to find them at a local dispo near you. You do gotta be 21 plus to enjoy responsibly, guys. And if you're new to this program, you're probably sitting there wondering, why is this bozo wearing sunglasses? Well, that's what I do, okay? From time to time, I like to wear my Shady Rays indoors because I just feel that much better when I got the Shady Rays on my face. We were walking back from brunch a little bit earlier. had to keep the sun out of my eyes with Shady Rays. You guys can do the same. Shop their entire collection at their brand new location, Kierland Commons, a full stop shop. For all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a brand new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250000 Charles in the chat, it is Hurley time. It is absolutely Hurley time. Look, Bobby Hurley, there are a lot of people, I think, that are split on Hurley and his time here. So much so whether you wanted ASU to move on from Hurley or if you're maybe excited that they opted to give him a little bit of a contract extension prior to the move to the Big 12, whichever side of the aisle you're on, I think everybody knows that this year the expectation is is to make the NCAA tournament. That's the bar, right? Last season, which we've talked about on this program before, ASU fans wanted to get to the tournament. Now, I think the part that hurt the most was the fact that we got to Selection Sunday, and guess what? ASU fans were biting their nails, wondering if they were going to get in. That's not the case this season, right? If you're an ASU fan, that's not the bar anymore. The bar is to go into Selection Sunday comfortable, that you are going to make the NCAA tournament. It's just a matter of what seed and where you're going and who are you playing. That is what a successful season will look like for Bobby Hurley and company this year. Now, in the last year of the Pac-12, it might be easier said than done, right? Because there are some juggernauts out there and U of A. I know UCLA lost some pieces, but they're still as strong as ever. And then USC. USC as well is certainly going to be a tough test for anybody in the pack and even anybody in the nation. In my personal opinion, I think they're being slept on right now as potential um, contenders in this PAC 12 conference. So for Arizona state, again, the bar is to head into selection Sunday, knowing that you are going to be a tournament team. And as it relates to the PAC 12, the goal is always to be a top four seed when you get to Las Vegas, but now it's more important than ever because it really is the last season for Bobby Hurley and company in the Pac-12 and you want to go out with a little bit of a bang, right? You want to go into Las Vegas as a four seed and you want to go out there and you want to prove everybody wrong, okay? Because every time you get to Mikhail North in Las Vegas and nobody gives ASU a fighting shot. Last year was the same thing. Nobody gave ASU a fighting shot in the Pac-12 tournament. Went on a little bit of a run. They obviously ran into the Wildcats and that went how it went, but that's because Arizona State, the way their offense runs, it is not necessarily built for a tournament. It's built for the early part of a tournament, back to back games, right? Where you're able to just simply outgas your opponent. You're able to get them running the floor, specifically in that round two game when you've got a team like last year, I believe it was SC, that let's be real, they're just gassed, right? They can't necessarily keep up. They played a game the day before, and now they got to go run the floor with Arizona State. Where Arizona State needs that buy is when you get to that game three, that game four, then it starts to set in for you, right? Then your conditioning becomes real. So if they can have that early buy, I think that would be huge for the Sun Devils, but we're getting a little far ahead of ourselves again, taking a look back at the roster for this Arizona State team. We went one through five. Let's see what we got. Six through 12 here. Bryant Celabungay, Zane Meeks, and Alonzo Gaffney. Those are going to be the three guys that I'm talking about right now. I've got Celabungay as the first man off the bench. I could see a scenario where Celabungay finds himself in the starting lineup. Mr. Double Double himself averaged 12 points a game, nine boards, and assists, and shot 61% from the field last season. Right, Bryant Celabungay is going to be a contributor on this team. Whether you like it or not, Bryant Celabungay is a mean dude at 6'8, 215 pounds. He's no pushover. And transferring over from Tulsa, like he's accustomed to not necessarily being the best team or being the best, um, being on the best team. In the best conference, right? Now he moves over to the Pac-12. It's a basketball conference for real. And now Bryant Salabungay can go out there and pretty much prove himself. I think he reminds me a lot of a guy from Arizona State in years past. I'm blanking on his damn name, dude. Mr. Sun Devil himself. Oh my goodness. I'm blanking on his name. ASU basketball a couple years ago... Um he was on the roster for literally years at this point. Let's see if I can, and, and I'm going to get to it and it's going to bug the absolute hell out of me when I get the name. Kam- Kamani Lawrence, that's who he reminds me of, right? He's not going to be the guy that's going to go out there and put 20 points a game. That's just not what he is. But at the end of the night, when you check the box score, it was always like, huh, damn, Kamani did this. Kamani did that. Kamani did this, right? But he was never the best scorer. Bryant Celebungay is going to be that same guy. You're going to look at the box score at the end of a, a midseason game. And you'll be like, damn, Celebunge did this. He did that. He did that. He's leading the team in boards coming off the bench. Like, seriously, that's the type of guy that Celebunge is. He's also got one hell of a motor for a dude at 6'8". And that goes and brings me to the next guy on our list, Zane Meeks. I don't see JJ in the chat, but I know he's somewhere at home saying Meeks. This guy averaged 10 points a game, 5 boards, almost an assist, Shot nearly 50% from the field. Zane Meeks at 6'9", 220. He's another one of those giant forwards that at the end of the day can certainly be a problem when he gets going hot. And ASU knows that, right? He's transferring over from San Francisco, and we know what San Fran did to Arizona State last season. We don't talk about it a whole hell of a lot because let's be real, it was a little bit of an ass-whooping. But... Zane Meeks, when he gets going, he could be a problem, dude. Throughout his career, he's been a pretty solid three-point shooter, right? Shot 32% last year, 32% the year before, 35% the year before that, and then 36 was his clip in 2019-2020. So Zane Meeks, he could be a shooter, another guy that I expect to come off the bench for the Sun Devils and contribute uh, from a scoring perspective, which I know I've said scoring perspective a lot, but that's... Let's be real. When we're talking Arizona State, that tends to be the issue is who's scoring the basketball. Because last year, if Dez wasn't doing it and DJ wasn't doing it, ASU was losing the game. 10 times out of 10, that was the way that Arizona State played basketball last season. They hung their hat on superior defense and they just kind of let Dez shoot it. If it didn't go in, it didn't go in, and they'd find themselves in a dogfight, and like I said, 10 times out of 10, they would lose when Dez and DJ weren't firing. But they've actually got some scores on the bench this season. Guys like Zane Meeks, who we talked about. Moving on to the next bench guy, a fan favorite. Mr. Praying Mantis himself, Alonzo Gaffney, returns for another season in a Sun Devil uniform, guys. Alonzo Gaffney just tends to be the guy for Arizona State who you'll be watching mid-game, and you're like, oh my goodness, please don't shoot that third corner three with four minutes left in the game. And he does it, and he hits it, and you go crazy because Alonzo Gaffney just hit a corner three to put ASU up by five, right? Like, that's who Alonzo Gaffney is. He's also one hell of a defender, and I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does on the defensive side of the court for the Sun Devils and Bobby Hurley's team. He is an absolute rim protector, not to mention he pairs nicely now with another big in Sean Phillips Jr. So Alonzo Gaffney, again, I think you're looking for him to step up more in a leadership role this season, being one of three returners who actually contributed from a cons- consistent basis for the Sun Devils. And I think, again, there's going to be a lot of people that are surprised at what Alonzo Gaffney has to offer Bobby Hurley squad this season. Moving on. On the bench, Bryson Long transferring over from Houston Christian University. And you see that and you're like, okay, this guy's not going to do anything. Well, you'd be wrong because he is a little bit of a smaller guard, but he is certainly going to play minutes for ASU. Averaged nearly 15 points a game last season, two boards, two assists. Shot 43% from the field. ASU, when they hit the portal, they went and got guys that were efficient, right? Not only did he shoot 43% from the field. He shot an outstanding 41.6% from behind the arc, 86% uh, from the charity stripe. This is a guy in Bryson Long who again, he gets hot, it's going to be a problem, okay? And I know the tape is Houston Christian, Houston Christian. So there's going to be a lot of people talking about, "Oh, well, the competition is different." Right? He's not going to come out here and start averaging 15 points a game for ASU. Well, maybe that's true. But if if he does then opposing teams are going to have a problem, right? If you can get a guy coming off the bench shooting 40% from behind the arc, averaging, I'll take 10 points a game, Bryson Long. Are you kidding me? You're able to go out there and be that three-point weapon for the Sun Devils? That's who he is. He is Arizona State's three-point arsenal through and through. There are some other guys that can certainly contribute from that uh, from that range, but Bryson Long is going to be your guy that – if he's got the hot hand, you just want to continue to feed him the ball. And I think that's what we could see. Obviously, the competition is what it is, and we'll see how much it impacts Arizona State and Bryson Long this season. But I've got confidence that Bryson Long is going to surprise people as well. I think that just seems to be the trend. I think there are a lot of guys that have a chip on their shoulder and that could certainly surprise Sun Devil fans and opposing teams. Which continues our list. We have got Braylon Green Malachi Davis and Akil Watson. Braylon Green and Watson are the two that I'm going to talk about right now because they're obviously freshmen for Arizona State. And if you learned anything from watching ASU last season, it's that Bobby Hurley is not afraid to allow his freshmen to go out there and get minutes, right? We saw it with Austin Nunez, who got hot at an early point in the season. We saw it with our dog, Duke Brennan. Himself. And I think that's going to be a lot of the same with Braylon Green and Akil Watson. Braylon Green, 6'3, a buck 80, coming from Southern California Academy. This is his description a 6'3 guard with the ability to play either position in the backcourt, known for his combo of skill and athleticism, making him an extremely difficult guard to guard. Originally from Michigan before moving to play for Southern California Academy, one of two top 100 rated prospects by rivals. Okay. This kid is. Can ball. He's going to be one of the best scoring freshmen, I think, for Arizona State that Devil fans have seen maybe since Remy Martin, right? Raylan Green has the potential to go out there and contribute early, early and often more so than we saw from Austin Nunez and Duke Brennan simply because, let's be real, Austin Nunez, Duke Brennan, they weren't scorers. They weren't scoring freshmen. Duke Brennan was defensive, and again, he crashed the glass offensively and defensively. That's what he did. Austin Nunez, he tried to fire from behind the arc several times. If it hit, he had a great night. If it didn't, it was kind of questionable. He looked a little lost out there from time to time. Braylon Green is a different kind of freshman. And I think ASU fans should be excited. The same goes with a guy in Akil Watson, who he's not a guard. He's a little bit bigger than I think I even anticipated. And let's be real. Like, these are freshmen. You don't really expect to go out there and see a 6'9 freshman that's listed at 205. Well, that's what you got with Akeel Watson, right? He's versatile. He could do a whole hell of a lot. And just like I did Braylon Green, this is um, Akeel's description, a six nine four with a versatile skill set that allows him to thrive at multiple positions, the 4, the 5, even potentially go down to the 3. I don't necessarily see him playing the 5 for ASU just because 6'9 is not necessarily that big. Maybe if ASU opts to play a little bit small, Akil can plug and play as that five. But equally as effective, stretching the floor as he is producing in the post. Uh, And he was a star for Rosal Catholic, the number one team in the nation in the 2022-23 max preps preseason rankings. He averaged 11 points per game, six boards, adding 20 steals and 17 blocks, right? This is a defensive menace. So again, I talked about Duke Brennan. Akeel Watson is kind of the same. I believe Akeel is about an inch shorter than Duke, but what he does in terms of being able to shot block, something that Duke didn't necessarily have in his arsenal. So those two freshmen, um, again, they have a lot of potential. I am really interested to see how those two freshmen figure in to this roster because it is a pretty deep roster, and we're rounding things out with a guy that, I'm going to be honest, I don't know. I don't know what Malachi Davis is going to do this season, but he is the guy that I've got rounding out the roster. He could be number 12. He could be the first man off the bench. He could find himself starting at the two. I really don't know. Malachi Davis obviously went on a little bit of a tear to end his season last year. He was averaging nearly, I think, 30 points per game at a certain point. Like Malachi Davis was an absolute problem. And if you are a college basketball sicko, you probably saw Malachi Davis at a certain point. Like, you saw his stats, right? He went Tallahassee Community College, okay? Just hold that for a second. This man went to Tallahassee Community College to play ball. And now he plays for Arizona State. This kid loves basketball, right? 37 games played, 17 points per game, shot 50% from the field, 50% from the field, guys. You flip a coin. Goes in, goes out. That's what Malachi Davis was doing. Shot 34% uh, from behind the arc. Nearly 80% from the charity stripe. And you look at how he finished his season. I'm going to go ahead and pull up some of the numbers here. But it is seriously ridiculous the numbers that he was putting together. Hopping over to his game log. This is his stat total for the last handful of games. Okay? 33 points, 31 points, 48 points, 33 points, 31 points. I don't care if you're playing at the fucking YMCA. If you're putting up 30 points a game, you can hoop. I don't care if you're doing it at Lifetime Fitness, if you're doing it at Tallahassee Community College, or if you're doing it at Louisville. Like, that is a baller through and through, and I think he is going to be the, the mystery guy for Arizona State. I think every year there's a player that's like comes out of nowhere for the Sun Devils and starts contributing for Bobby Hurley squad. And you're just like, where did this dude like come from? Well, just know that Totri told you on Wednesday, October 25th, that Malachi Davis came from Tallahassee Community College. So you don't even have to sit there and ask where he came from because that's where he came from. And he was balling every damn day of the week. Over there, I expect the same here at Arizona State. So, to round out this roster, again, the starting five that I have for Arizona State, I've got Frankie Collins, Jose Perez, Jemaya Neal, Kamari Lands, and Sean Phillips. And then, looking at the bench, obviously, things are fluid and could change. Bryant Celebunge first man off the bench. Then, Zane Meeks, Alonzo Gaffney, Bryson Long, Braylon Green, Malachi Davis, and Akil Watson. Those are all the guys that I fully expect Arizona State to play this season. We're going to get into the three key players here in just a moment because may have some surprises on that list for you. But before we get to that trending up, I want to tell you guys about a couple of our partners, starting with Gila. Starting with Gila River, guys, they are a new partner. We are so excited to partner with Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. They've got this wonderful little thing called the Million Dollar Big Red Showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casino, Wild Horse Pass, Lone Boot, uh, all of their amazing casinos. And you guys can sign up for Gila River Resorts and Casinos Million Dollar Big Red Showdown. Stay in the game and get rewards. It really is that Easy. They've got monthly drawings November 5th and December 3rd for cards, tickets uh, for memorabilia, free bonus play prop cards for select football games. Weekly pick 'ems went up to $1,000 free bonus play every single week and then went up to $100,000 cash. Uh, but you do got to be 21 and over only. Visit Gila River. Visit gilamilliondollarshowdown.com to get in on the action for more info on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer. Head over to play at hela.com And speaking of new partners, got another one for you guys today. We're talking about Empire, okay? If you don't know what it is, it is pretty much the best flooring in the game, okay? The best place to get new flooring. So, of course, right, they have got the best deals for you. And, really cool thing, not only do they got the right product for your needs, but they've also got some quick and professional installation and a price match guarantee, which you don't see a whole lot of out there, to be honest with you. Uh, Empire Today keep shopping for floors Simple with a curated product selection, uh, and their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with a million and five different choices and substitutes, uh, and try and confuse, confuse you uh, with the spiel of, you know, there's X, Y, and Z. They're really out there trying to get you the best flooring possible for your needs. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. Free, guys. And all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. $350 off. Guys, that is certainly going to help you, not to mention that free in-home estimate. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com PHNX for more details. Now, Danielle, you teased it just a little bit. We are going to be talking trending up. I know we're used to doing it for ASU football. We're gonna do it for ASU basketball because, like I said, we are 14 days away from the start of the season. I know I said Danielle and I intro the show with Emma behind the Mac. We had a little substitution going in, right? So Danielle's behind the Mac now. Or back now. Or back now. And let's go ahead and take a look at trending up the first key to Arizona State's success this season. None other than Frankie Collins himself, the point guard, right? We talked about Frankie. Being the clear cut number one this season. I think last year it was a little bit of a confusing up and down roller coaster for him. I think he was trying to learn how to be a scoring guard, he was also trying to learn how to facilitate. I think this season he's going to be able to combine those two and be a true point guard through and through, be able to dish it out and also find his opportunities to score. Because let's be real, if you watched Sun Devil basketball last season, you saw some highlights of Frankie Collins doing some things that were pretty damn crazy, and it felt like he could get to the basket whenever he wanted. This season, there are going to be times where I want to see Frankie Collins just go get his. right. I don't need him to average 15 points a game. I actually would prefer if he didn't average 15 points a game. What I'd like to see from Frankie Collins is maybe go get 8 to 10 points a game Dish out six, seven, eight assists. Get your boards because he's one of the best rebounding guards in the conference. And just go play your role, right? That's my message to Frankie Collins. It's just do you this season, right? Don't try and be Des Cambridge. Don't try and be Trey Holder. Don't try and be Shannon Evans. Don't try and be Remy Martin. Go out there and be Frankie Collins, right? You don't need to shoot the rock as much as you've seen some of these other guards do it in a son of a uniform. That's not who you are. You're a defensive guard who has ridiculous, ridiculous. Wow, I had a list there for a second. Ridiculous, ridiculous athleticism, right? Now utilize it and go out there and be the best Frankie Collins that you could possibly be uh, for the maroon and gold. Moving on, the next key piece to this Arizona State team, we touched on it a little bit before, Jemiah Neal. He has had growth year over year. This season needs to be a big jump. We need to see Jemiah Neal be a Dog, he needs to be that guy, right? We just finished talking about how Frankie Collins needs to be Frankie Collins. Jemiah Neal, I need you to be Jemiah Neal, but better. I need you to be Jemiah Neal, but with the shooting clip of Des Cambridge and the, the streakiness of a, a guy like DJ Horn, where you can go for 20, 25 out of nowhere, but preferably not have those missing games where we need to put you on a milk carton and see where you went uh, because that's what you got with DJ Horn, right? You got a guy that was capable of scoring 20 a night, but he'd go for 20 and then he'd go for two. Can't have that. Jemaya Neal, I need consistency out of you. That's the key to Jemaya Neal being a cornerstone of this Arizona State basketball team is yes, there are gonna be nights that are off. There are gonna be nights where you soar to the moon and you drop 25. But if your worst nights are 12 to 14, Arizona State is gonna be set up to be in a really, really good spot because of how deep that roster is. Some nights you're gonna to need to go out there and shoot it a gazillion times and try and go get 25. But other nights, that 12 and 14 will cut it. And if Jemai Neal is actually capable of being as good as everybody thinks he is going to be then he's not going to have a problem advancing his career after this season. Moving on to the final player that is a key to this team, Sean Phillips Jr. I know a lot of transfers, a lot of freshmen, whatever. Sean Phillips Jr. is going to be a key part to this team. At seven feet tall, can't miss him, right? Sean Phillips, ASU doesn't usually have bigs with the athleticism that Sean Phillips has. We've seen it. I've talked about it. Ramelo White. In the past, wasn't necessarily the most athletic and gifted big. Warren Washington, a lot of the same. Another seven-footer that didn't necessarily have the athleticism that Sean Phillips does. His tape tells you that he's got that dog in him. His stat totals don't necessarily say that. But he didn't get the run at LSU that he is going to be getting at Arizona State. So we'll see. As the starting five, as that big guy... We'll see if he can compete with guys like Umar Balo at U of A or any. Let's see if he can. I'd love to see that. That's that's what we're that's what we're trying to get, man. We're trying to get. Anytime I talk about basketball, I feel like there's just maybe a sounder that goes off in Saul's office. He's just like, oh, got to talk shit real quick. Got to do that real quick. But yeah, Sean Phillips, another seven footer. He's got athleticism and he's got that dog in him. I fully expect Sean Phillips to go out there and be a menace to Pac-12 teams, to Saul, to society. I need Sean Phillips to go out there and be that guy for the Sun Devils. Just like BetMGM is the guy for you because they've got a phenomenal deal. I don't know how they're still giving you guys this amazing deal if you haven't taken advantage of it but they are download the bet mgm sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit betmgm.com and sign up with code PHNX sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds price a qualifying bet and once you have placed a qualifying bet you guys are going to receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Shout out, BetMGM, because I made a little bit of money on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I had a little same-game parlay action. I had Brandon Fott, 7-plus Ks. I had Cattell getting a hit, and I had the D-backs winning. That was one hell of a game. But I do have a little bit of a parlay pick for you guys, and I know basketball season's here. I know baseball's still going. I know the Coyotes, they're going too. Okay, but look, I'm going to make things really, really easy for you guys. We're going to be taking the Packers money line. We're going to be taking the Dolphins spread at minus nine and a half. And we are going to go out there and we're going to do something a little gross. Okay, we're going to take the Texans money line. And we're going to take the Bengals money line. And that four pick parlay plus 1300 50 bucks. Wins you $740. Let's go out. Let's make some money with we'll BetMGM. Guys, again, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code, PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And you guys are going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And Allison and Shane. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778 hope Y or text hope y 467 369 new york Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario shout out Sean for that lovely Ontario bit also screw you Sean for leaving um that's where I'm at okay that's where I'm at but just because Sean left doesn't mean y'all can't support PHNX because we got some awesome awesome people in this building that aren't just great at providing content but they are absolutely great human beings as well But if you are here for their amazing content, head over to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today because we got a million different newsletters, literally one for every team, Monday through Saturday. We got watch parties at Gila River. We got all the things, okay, including some awesome merch. Go get this new We're Fucking Dangerous t-shirt at PHNX Locker. And when you become a diehard, you get a free shirt, right? So go get yourself a Diamondbacks t-shirt because, baby, they're in the damn World Series. That is crazy to think. Again, this is the new release. We are fucking dangerous. Absolutely, guys. Go get that shirt. Go become a diehard. Go say what's up to everybody in the diehard Discord because that's what we do. We're a family over here. At PHNX. And we really, really do appreciate everybody that was listening, watching all the things today. And do mean, do Bobby Hurley a solid? Go hit that little like button. He's begging, he's pleading, just 14 days away until we get college basketball back here in the Valley, and I am damn excited. So should you. We're going to be live on Friday and Saturday to round out this lovely week. Friday, we're going to be talking ASU football, and then Saturday, obviously, got a post-game show ahead of ASU in Washington State. Hopefully, we are dancing our way to victory and not another walk of shame, but we will find out. In the meantime, like I said, we will see you guys Friday at 2 p.m. Two things. Go Devils, and peace.